This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Of course, it is a Thursday here at the Star, and we are getting ready for the Cowboys to head to New York to face the 2-10 and 10 Giants <laughs> on Sunday at 12 p.m. Central Time. How are you guys doing? Good. Very Wonderful. good. Wonderful. Well, yeah. of course, we have everything breaking down the game, and we also we hinted at it yesterday. We we're going to try to get our wonderful friend John up in New York on yeah. the line, and and he will be on later this day. So you guys yeah. should stay tuned to that. Sure. Probably third segment. John Smelt's good guy. He yeah. Knows what's going on? Everything is rolling here, and it's kind of a unique time. Have you guys ever seen since they've moved to the Star, which was last year, of course, right. full season here. Have they practiced outdoors on a Thursday? I don't think they have. Not during the season. Yeah, Not during I, yeah, the yeah. I haven't seen a, I haven't seen the Thursday practice. I've seen uh, them move uh, inside on a Wednesday. Right, absolutely. But, yeah, not to go outside on a Thursday. And good for the coach, taking advantage of the conditions a little bit. Let everybody uh, work with their hand warmer packs, you know, around their waist, run routes with them, you know, whatever they have to do. Explain that a little, Rob. Why? What is the background of this? I know you were there for Garrett. Oh, uh, it's basically – the exact forecast for Sunday noon mm-hmm. central time, one Eastern at the Meadowlands. It's yeah. going to be probably a high of 40. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. And that's kind of significant to us right now because it's been it's been in the 70s recently. And now it's finally dipped. So it's an opportunity to kind of simulate uh, what it's going to be like. And everybody knows Brian's been around the league a long time. Meadowlands, whether it's MetLife or the old Giant Stadium, yeah. those winds are unpredictable. And um, so it can't hurt to kind of get out in that a little bit during the week. Yeah, yes. I, I think, again, it gives you an opportunity. It is a, uh, as we know, a turf field. Mm-hmm. So you won't have the problems like if you were to go to a grass field like in uh, Chicago or San Francisco or one of those places. So you don't have to, or Green Bay, you don't have to worry about that. Footing will be good. It, yeah, it just gets you an idea to work with, okay, what kind of cold weather gear should I wear during the game? Maybe you're going to want to try a, a different pair of sleeves. Maybe you want to say, hey, these tights tend to work with me better. So, you know, get a get an opportunity to, to go through that, go through your gloves. Again, go through your hand warmer packs that the receivers, skill guys generally wear, you know, the things around their waist. Kind of practice with that on a little bit. So, you know, because you don't get an opportunity to wear those very often. And all of a sudden you put them on in a game and you're feeling like, okay, do I have to keep turning this thing around? How do I – how do I adjust it and all that? So just a good way to maybe go with some skull caps too under your helmet. That's something you always don't get to wear very often as you know, you're going forward. All that being said, it's going to be the Bahamas up there compared to last year. Oh, my goodness. Well, I was that just was... going to say, you know, we're all there for Mickey's birthday party, Sunday night football. It was a great time. It was snowing on your birthday. And, uh, you know, when were we up there? December 11th last year for the Giants game, Sunday oh. night football. Happy last year birthday, Mick. Yeah. We're that means I have another one coming up. Yeah. You certainly And brought do. us the next day. Yeah. And then home in a couple days after that. He's not on our show, so we don't care about him. Yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> shot fired. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Of course, Dave's birthday is also next week. And Tyron Smith's and Alfred Morris. Right. Happy birthday, everyone. Regardless, we're standing there, and Zeke and Dak did not wear sleeves. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. Well, that Neither was kind of that was kind of Dak's bit. Like during the year, I mean, in Pittsburgh, he didn't wear sleeves either. And that game was kind of a, maybe a little bit of a chilly game. But, yeah, that was uh, – I don't know. I don't think he'll wear sleeves, which is funny because he practices in a hoodie. 
he wears a, a regular hoodie underneath his shoulder pads when he practices. So Trying to send a message? It doesn't bother me? It doesn't bother me. Yeah, I can be just fine. In 08, it was six degrees in Pittsburgh, and Romo went out like that. And yeah. Roethlisberger, who lives there, was like Didn't have Eskimo. Had, had everything on in his locker. Yeah, everything. <laughs> everything on. Yeah, Mickey know. went out for a pregame radio show for three hours on the field. Are you yeah. talking in third person right now? Yes. <laughs> Since they were naming all the names that were out there. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And I had everything on I could wear, and my voice was shaking by the time we got to the second hour. I, I just – can I say something? It was brutal. Hey, you weren't with us when we went to Chicago. No, no, at, but I've heard of it. You, you weren't there either, were you? Nope. Mickey, I think that's yes. the coldest – and I lived in Green Bay for five years. I think that's the coldest I've ever been for a football game. That that pre Steve Dennis and I did pregame TV – and my face was slush. I was trying to talk about Sean Lee, and I couldn't even get the words out. But that 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 night in Chicago, when it was five degrees and the wind chill and all that, that might have been the coldest I've ever been for a football. Game. I went out to do uh, a pregame TV spot. Scott was going to shoot it and send it back uh-huh. so the t- uh, stations could get it by the on lake five and six. No, we did it in the stadium, yeah. right? And so I'm standing there, got my clothes on and everything. Scott goes. What's wrong with your eyes? I go, what do you mean it's wrong with my eyes? He goes, your eyes, something that's weird. And I reached up, and the tears, tears that right. were tear ducts started yeah. leaking. Yeah. And they were freezing, like I had icicles On underneath your face. my eyes. Yeah. That's how cold it was. Yep. Mickey was cold. Say it. Mickey was cold. <laughs> he was also Mickey cold was in chilly. 1997 when they played the Packers and got their butts beat and ended the season. Yeah. We've done a full weather report. Yes, we have. Well, I, I just want to make sure. Yeah. Just want to make sure everybody understands what cold is. Yeah. Oh, we know. I know. A lot of people were probably calling us. They're like, hey, yeah, I live here up here in the north. Y'all don't know in Texas. That's right. Was it ever cold in New Mexico? Yes. There are mountains there. Sandy yes. Mountains. Okay. Yep. We had many snow days growing up. And I was born in Colorado Springs. So. Great. great so, no, I just want to make sure you knew cold. Oh, I know. Injury cold. report? Injury report. Let's get to it. Go ahead, Nick. So we, Everybody's injured. Well, it was a Wednesday. Let's preface that. So let's get to the Cowboys first. And, of course, we already knew about Lyle Collins, David Irving, and Orlando Skandrick. But give us the full update, McAroo. Sounds like uh, they're going to try and do the same thing with Lyle Collins they did last week. No practice this week and hope they get him to the game and uh, be able to play Durant. I was going to say he's out. He hasn't practiced twice. Uh, David Irving uh, uh, sounded like he wasn't going to practice, practice, continue to do something on the sideline. He did that yesterday. So from a concussion standpoint, you keep doing those things until uh, you you're, don't have symptoms after working out. So I, I think there's still hope for him. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going with you on this one. Skandrick's out. I mean, even if they haven't ruled him out, he's ruled himself out just talking yeah. to him. Sure. You can tell the way he was uh, mm. responding. He needs some time with that. Pleasant yeah. demeanor. Uh, Dak's good. Um, you know, he tried to practice with a some kind of bandage on the back of his hand, and it came off. And good issue. He didn't yeah. put it back on. Good information. I mean, he needs some protection, I would think, on that. Yeah. But other than that, from throwing the football, I think he's good. Uh, Tyron Smith, a little something today. Is that what? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think he's back to that. So he's right. back to he's yeah. back out there. Uh, and, and so they're, they're back to normal with him taking Wednesdays off. So, uh, yeah, so I think that kind of sums it up. 
Uh, Sean Lee's cool. He, he's good to go. Coolio, and he had quite the night last year on your birthday. Was that his present to you? That's right. Yeah. I think he might have the same thing this week. I know. That's what you've been hinting at. Would yeah. you say 20 tackles? Maybe 26. Set the record? <laughs> yeah. Set his own record? Yeah, whatever own record he owns, get ready. And you know what? The Giants have some injury problems also. As a matter of fact, they decided yesterday to put uh, their linebacker, Jonathan Casillas, on injured reserve. Oof. Yeah. That's uh, six he, Giants on IR in the last week. Yeah. He, he's pretty beat up. They uh, signed Darius Poe, a wide receiver, off their practice squad. Yeah. Cowboys had a Carl Poe right. as a wide receiver. Way back in the back day. In the Good, 80s. Memory. Oh. Good memory. But, yeah, I, I think that to me, the, the one, the key for the Cowboys right here is the Scandrick one and how do you play around that one. You know, and, and you know, if you, you may want to speculate who would like to be the, who's going to be the starter at that right corner spot. Jordan Lewis. I think so. Yeah. Jordan Lewis over Anthony Brown, then, right? Unless they want to give Brown another shot, but I would, I would guess Lewis at this yeah. point. Keep Brown in the role that he had last week. All right, think about this now, guys. Jordan Lewis and Brown uh, helping out in the slot. Yeah. How about this though? If what if they go again with Xavier Woods? You have three rookie starters on the field. That's what's going to happen in the secondary. Get ready for that. That's what that's that's the way the play is going to go. He'll be if they open up in three wide and the Cowboys are in nickel. I I think yeah. they like the way. Woods played in the slot last week. Yeah. And I think they'll continue. No reason to change it. Hey, that's what they signed up for yeah. in this offseason. Young secondary. This is the first time we've seen yeah. them all three on the field at the same time. No, it was the last no, week. They, last week was. I mean, they, last week. Last week we did. That's when right. When they yeah. went dime. Yeah. Woods went in the slot. Yeah. Or went back. Yeah. Jordan Denver Lewis. maybe. Week two we might have seen them briefly. Yeah, I don't know at the same time. Was the Luzier Luzier play in that game? A few plays. A few plays. But yeah, now they're all all healthy. So yeah, Yeah. be interesting. But hey, you guys spoke to yesterday. Giants receivers banged up. So offensive line banged up. Yeah, their whole offense is banged up. No doubt about it. Yeah. How you know on the other side for them, how big is it that Janoris Jenkins isn't in this game for them? Huge. I mean, you guys. Because he's he's kryptonite Dez. Oh yeah. He is. He's the Jackrabbit. Yeah, this is the one thing when you play Dez that he's got some guys in this league that know how to play against him. And Janoris Jenkins is one of those guys. Yeah. I, I think he has to be elated that Jenkins is not going to be a part of this one. Did he follow Dez in week one? I thought he did, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and now you got Eli Apple on their injury report. He didn't practice so, yesterday with yeah. a hip back. Hello, 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 uh, <laughs> hello, Brandon Dixon and Ross Cockrell. Those are your two cornerbacks. You do have to worry about Landon Collins, though. Always. You always have to worry about Landon Especially Collins. Especially in the run game that a lot there of people you go, don't Tay. think. Because he'll be right there, there in go. the box. Right there. That's exactly and right. And just be like, nope. He's one of the, he, that's a great point, Tay, you made. Because he's the one guy you don't account for. He's that extra guy down. And he can secure the front. You know, and, the, and this front sometimes makes it very difficult. on you. Pierre Paul makes it difficult. Vernon makes it uh, – Olivier Vernon makes it difficult. Dalvin Tomlinson's playing better for him, though, and then Snacks Harrison, we all know, know them. Now, the Giants have had their, sh- their problems uh, defensively. They're not as good as they've been before, but those are still guys that the Cowboys histor- historically have had some bad issues against. And I think they've been in situations defensively, too. I, I think this is one where you look at the stats and say their defense is better than what it's showing. I mean, I think they're last in the NFL they're more talented than that. Their defense has been on the field a lot this yeah, season. Yeah, look at look at the time of possession. I believe they're last in the league on that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they've had a lot of problems. Well, all I know is they're 32nd in total yards, yeah. 398 a game. Yeah. So, 
their last in run defense, 130.7. So they've gone ahead of the Chargers in that yeah, regard? Yeah, 30th in uh, pass defense, 260.2. They're 27th in sacks. They only have 21. And they're 23rd in points allowed, 24.3. And the only reason I know that is the article in the – Newark paper was pointing out that with numbers like that, there's no way interim head coach Steve Spagnuolo is going to become the head coach. Yeah, because they've had defensive problems, and those were the the problems he pointed. But out did they have defensive stats. problems last year? They were allowing no, not too many points defensively. They were right. second against the. Uh, so yeah. he he compared it. They were tenth overall in defense, second or third against the run. Right, and their sacks were far far up. Well, remember Dallas finished one sack ahead of them, right during the season. They were like mid pack sacks. So, but yeah, but I think if you look at third down defense was outstanding. Red zone defense was outstanding. Inside the thirty was outstanding. I mean, they they had a lot of things that were going very very well for them defensively, and everybody was kind of on Ben McAdoo because they weren't scoring any points, but they were finding ways to win games. You know, and a lot of it had to do with what Spagnuolo was able to do defensively. They just haven't been as good, and the injuries I think have a lot to do with what what's going on there right now. You know, with uh, with that situation. Well, I mean, did they a, lose linebackers? Is that what they're... they've lost? Yeah, the front seven has been compromised. With the linebacker situation, you talked about it, though. I mean, they're playing with guys like, I could say, Calvin Munson, who was a college free agent, a street free agent last year. You know, uh, B.J. Goodson. I mean, just guys. I mean, to me, they are. They put two linebackers on IR last week. Deontay Skinner, Curtis Grant. Yeah. Um, so their depth, yeah. But those guys said, aren't starters. Well, their depth's been compromised a little yeah. bit. Um, rotation guys. Offense, look – Giants offense has struggled, no doubt about it. Two games ago against Washington, they had five possessions in the second half and didn't get past the 32-yard line. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, you're putting your defense in some tough spots there. Defense can get off the field. Yeah. Yeah. They've had problems. No, that's all great stuff. And we actually, I was looking at some of our Twitter questions. We have one from our good friend, Nebby, and he says, Hi, everyone. If Lyle Collins does plan on playing on Sunday, will we help Chaz or Byron block JPP, and Vernon, of course, is talking about Byron Bell. I think your Smith is left tackle, and Collins will beat your right tackle. I think you'll be okay there. I don't see them having to help either one of those guys, JPP or, you know, Olivier Vernon. That, that's a matchup I wrote about today with Smith. Smith's, Vernon's the one guy that's given Smith trouble throughout history. Trouble. I'm, you know, just some sometimes, you know, you, you have guys that kind of get on you that way, but uh, – yeah, I don't. I don't see Collins will be. I, I. I think they'll. I think they'll both play him straight up. Now, is that to say they don't get in twelve personnel, thirteen personnel. Yeah, because that's kind of the way they run the football. So yeah, that. That's. That, I don't see any just. Okay, we're gonna help. I will say this though, I think they have to be alert of 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 the Giants trying to blitz though. Giants are an a gap, a gap team blitz team, so keep an eye on how they use tight ends here. You know, keep an idea. Does does. Does that mean Witten, Hannah, Swaim, do they become backfield players? Instead of playing on the line, if you're going to deal with a team that's double-A gap blitzing you, you might put an extra guy in there to help, like, you know, help Alfred, you know, bring a guy in there to, to also help with the protection inside. Cousin Steve likes to blitz. Yeah. He likes to bring pressure. He does. Uh, and he has yeah. everywhere he's been, and yeah. not just his team or this instance or this quarterback. He's or, from the Jim Johnson program in right. Philadelphia, and they, that's where they, they've always – And he always, did it last year to him. Absolutely. And he'll do it again. Absolutely. 
this yeah. time. Yeah. You know, one, one thing Lyle said to us, a couple interesting things. One, he thought in the Redskins game, he was a little more comfortable because he'd seen them already once. Preston Smith, Ryan Kerrigan, it's his first go around this season as the right tackle. He faced the Giants and JPP in week one, so right. maybe that's that's familiarity that can help him. Also, I thought it was interesting, he told us, this back injury, he thinks in a way has helped him play a little more patient, trust his go. technique a little yeah. bit more. There you go. Yeah. Because one thing that we've talked about him, and maybe it's that guard mentality where things happen a little quicker inside is – He's he's over aggressive sometimes at tackle, right? And and he was able to just kind of rely on his technique more instead of of being so proactive, I guess, at tackle in the Redskins game. Now you want him healthy, but uh, I think he's growing in that area. Yeah. Well, let's take our first break here. When we come back, we will have more from you guys. Of course, Dak said playoff starts now. So we'll get into that. And we do have John Schmelk. I hope I said that right. Yes, he's going to try and give us a call. So hopefully our phones will be uh, very forgiving and clear. So don't be calling in at 1210. Yeah. Yep, that's when we need John to give us the update of all the madness that is the Giants right now. So join us when we come back after this break. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. This is Talkin' Cowboys. Nestle up in Tommy John, the softest, most supportive underwear out there. They're feature-packed, and they feel amazing. And if you disagree, they're backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or their free guarantee. Plus, shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Awesome, Rob. What's also awesome is Dak Prescott. Of <laughs> course, everyone knows the Cowboys sitting at 6-6. Six and six. They need to do something, probably just win out, to get into the playoffs this year. 
and he said yesterday in the locker room, the playoffs start now. I think everyone at this table all agrees with that statement, at least for their chances to even make it there. I think it's playoffs. I think it actually started last week. Yeah. And they got a win last week, and so they get to keep moving on. And this might, at the end of the day, might be the best thing that can happen to this football team, that they keep having to stay focused, keep having to try and win games, keep trying to have to get better, weather the storm, win games, get Zeke back, hopefully get on a little bit of run. Teams have, There's been teams throughout history that have – you look at the – I used the example of the Packers last year. You know, the Packers had their struggles on defense. They really didn't run the ball all that well. Quarterback basically said, we're not going to lose another game. And what did they do? And they went on a heck of a run, and they somehow got in – Won their division, got a game, got and then won a you know couple playoff games. Mm -hmm. Those are the types of things you have to have happen. Now again, it's about running the table. They really don't control their own fate. They're going to need some help tonight from the Saints to beat Atlanta. They're going to need some you know they're going to need the uh, you know probably the Rams to win. They're going to need some they're gonna need some other games this weekend. There's a list of them that you can go through. But as long as you keep winning, you give yourself a chance, and that's where he's talking about. It's a playoff game. Every week. I looked it up. Since 2002, when they realigned the divisions, it's been 15 years, there's been six teams that have made the playoffs without – gotten a wild card, not winning their division, with less than 10 wins. So it's it's rare. It's not common. And so that means you probably need to win out. Yeah. Not, and, get, and get some help along the way. Is it probably or you have to win out? No, I, I think, think you have to. I think you have to There's win no out. There's no way everybody's going to lose that. Yeah. I mean, it's, is it, it impossible? It no. Seven. But, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and and I thought, you know, they Dak was like, hey, if if you're a competitor, you got to love this. Yeah. This, this is what you want. Well, it's gonna. I think it's going to come down. You're going to have to maybe win two very important games at the end of the year. Because I, I, I keep saying this. I don't think Philadelphia is going to have this home field wrapped up. I don't. I think if the Saints keep winning and the Vikings keep winning, that's going to put pressure on Philadelphia to have to win. You know, they've got a tough game this weekend against the Rams. They really, really do. So you, let's see if, how that all plays out. But I, I, if you're counting on Philadelphia being 13 and whatever and just sitting everybody, I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah. I really don't. Even if they are, they're going to say, I don't want to see Zeke in, in January. Sure, they're not. So, yeah, I, you can't count on that. Yeah. Now, the, now the, the Eagles could be limping into this thing. I mean, they could be, you know, they all the of a sudden. The Vikings just, or the Saints. Yeah, or the Saints. I mean, t you look at the Vikings and the way they're playing right now. I mean, they're doing it. They, they go to Atlanta and don't give up a passing touchdown to that group. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got my attention, you know. And, and the, the quarterback doesn't make mistakes. It kind of sounds very familiar to this team last year. Hot hand. Hot hand quarterback. He's a replacement. He doesn't make mistakes. Team's winning. Coach is really good, doing a nice job. Yeah, get ready. That defense, bike, that, that, defense that, is really good. Yeah, that, that Eagles game is going to mean something at the end, I have a feeling. Oh, joy. Yeah. And so, and Happy so New Year. I thought, you know, when you, when you look at it, and I know <laughs> a lot of people probably think, well, boy, that's a lot of pressure if they're thinking that way. I thought Anthony Hitchens had the right attitude. He said, hey, my goal is to be 1-0 this week. Yeah. And that's the way you got to look at it. Right. Can't be looking at the big picture. The big picture will overwhelm you. Uh, but you just got to take it one week at a time. I got to just win this one and then forget about the two you won. And yeah. now I got to win one. And don't worry about the three more you got to win. It's terrible, it's terrible radio to do it that way. But yeah, well, it's hey, players. I understand that, us. We got to kind of look at the big picture. That's the Jason Garrett mantra day to day. Yeah. 
Dak said Dak, Dak narrowed it down further than that. He said we're going to win at practice today. Yeah. We're gonna win at practice tomorrow, and then we're going to try to give ourselves the best chance. Yeah, and it's almost funny, you know, you talk about how young this team is and how many rookies are starting and playing such large roles for this team. I wonder if that's such a benefit right now for, hey, they don't know what to expect. All they know is what they're doing right now. You know, most of them are done playing their college football seasons at this point. Right. Preparing for a bowl game. So it's kind of nice, like you said, Mick, hey, it can get overwhelming if you're like, oh, we would be playing until January. Well, some of these guys, I mean – when you're in college, is, isn't this the way it goes? Yeah. You, you, you almost got to win everything. You do. Otherwise, you're not in the playoffs. Right. If you're at an elite program. So, Especially like with, with, with the guys like Lewis, who Michigan, and, yeah. and then Awuzie got the experience at Colorado trying to get in in a Pac-12 situation. I mean, yeah. I mean, guys at Ohio State. Yeah, guys at Ohio Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it's no different. That, that, that one – I mean, you basically start off a season. They probably don't say it, but we better go twelve and zero. Otherwise, we're getting left out. It's a it's a it's a terrible system, but that's what it is. Definitely, Ezekiel Elliott knows that life. Hmm. He knows oh, yeah. that life pretty well. Dak was still pretty much in the BCS era when he was number one at Mississippi State. So mm-hmm. you're right, Mickey. I was just saying, you know, it get it is almost a small advantage. Like, hey, they don't know what to expect. Just win this week. That's yeah. all you need to know. Yep. You don't need, need to, to do all the math like everyone loves to do. I've seen some people are like, I've spent two hours doing different playoff scenarios yeah. for the Cowboys. I'm like, just live today. It's fun to talk about, but yeah, if they don't win Sunday, then it's all it's all moot. So yeah. you got to take care of business. Yeah, and actually, guys, you know, it's funny. We were sitting here last year, and the Cowboys had clinched their playoff spot, waiting to clinch the NFC East. And the Jacksonville Jaguars can actually clinch their playoff spot this weekend. Really? Yeah, they have to beat Seattle, and a few other teams have to have to lose. Saxonville, Mick. They've come a long way. Are they still getting sacks, or is it still living off that 10-sack game? No, no, they're getting sacks. They're getting sacks. I'll tell you what, though. This will be interesting. Defense. This will be interesting because of the Seahawks going all the way across the country to play this game. The Seahawks leave today. You know, today ab- on a Thursday? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, they will They will leave. They will leave. Actually, leave two days early is what they How do. How long is that flight? Like five hours? I did it. Jacksonville to, to – ja- I did it seven hours going – I did it oh. – I had to scout a game when I was working with Jacksonville. It took me seven hours to get across the country to, to get to that game. Wow. Yeah. And so, I, you know, coming back here, it's a little quicker because of the jet stream stuff. But, yeah, it's a – Seattle traditionally travels – I shouldn't say two days. Travel a day early. So if there's going to be their set, they'll leave Friday. I'm sorry. They'll leave tomorrow to get there. Yeah. And then have a walk through and then do all that stuff. But that's 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 what John Snyder and them do. That's Pete Carroll. But you're you're a Jacksonville fan this week. Oh yeah. You're absolutely you're hoping that you're hoping that they get to Russell Wilson, knock him around a, a little bit, you know, get a bunch of sacks. Get to fifty. They got forty five. Yeah. You want a number th- number five Seattle, not a number three Seattle seed. Yeah, because if you'd have to go up there and you play, you know, I don't think this team's fearful about going to Seattle anymore. Make sense? Well, not not fearful. If you they had, won up if there you a couple had, years ago, if you had Zeke, I mean, we'll see what happens when he comes back. We'll see if Zeke's in shape and if it and if it means something. But I I just don't get the feeling that Dallas is scared about playing in Seattle. You know what? If you get in, you're going to have to travel somewhere loud and somewhere Saints. tough. Saints, Saints Minnesota. Minnesota, and Seattle are arguably the three loudest places in the NFL. The I'll new Minnesota Stadium is very loud. Yeah, very I'd, I'd loud. like to see you guys get on a plane and go to L.A. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Could be 100,000 people in the Coliseum. And that too. 75,000 of them Cowboy fans. 
that could probably happen also. Yeah. Speaking of LA, still thinking of you guys out there. Man. We are. Absolutely. It just gets worse and worse, and we're so yeah. sorry to see that. So, yeah. yep. man, what a game for them, too. The Rams this week. Yeah, Eagles? and the Eagles have been there all week training in Anaheim. So, yeah, I mean, it's that's a huge game. Go Rams. I mean, you Breathing all that smoky air. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just it, this is the fun time of year. You got four games left. You got to figure it out. You got to find a way to win games. You got to worry about yourself. But in this case, you're going to need some help. Yeah, Dave was saying yesterday. You know, he's like, "Oh man, all these great games around the NFC this weekend." You know, luckily you get one tonight on Thursday night football. And he goes, "And we got to watch the Giants Cowboys." And I was like, "That should be the best game for you because that ultimately decides if you're sitting on your couch on January 6th or if you're going to a game." So even though it's not probably the sexiest matchup this weekend. It means a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's it a means- playoff game. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. It's your life. Yeah. It's your life. Well, you Do can plan. This is your life. Yeah. See, that's what Do I always... Or die. That, you, you know, you kind of laugh at that, but I... You sit in that other side of that building, and you do feel that way. Yeah, I mean, there's absolutely. not many times. Really, no, you really do. This Jay. has happened. I mean, you know, and you, and you hope coming back on that plane when you guys go walking through the front of that plane, you hope that all those loosened ties, everybody's are ha- smiling, are smiling because you 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 know you you've seen it. You've got on those airplanes before after a bad loss or you know something like that. I mean, it is. It takes a part of you away. I mean, George Allen said a little bit inside of you dies. You know, not, not like your liver, but just a little bit. You know, he gives you one of those. But you do. You put so much into the season. And then when things don't work out, you know, when that hope is taken away, man, it's tough. That's I mean, tough. think about it. Since 2006, the Cowboys, those of us that yeah. were here, yeah. only twice have we known that the season was going to end right be- before it ended. Yeah. Both those times were like the 2010 and yeah. 2015. Right. Everything else went down to last either game. a playoff game or the last game of the season. Yeah. And then it just comes to a screeching halt. The finality of it all. Yeah. Why has it been so funny in the NFC East that no play, nobody who's won the division can win it again the next year? Well, it's just, not since 2004 when the Eagles won it three in a row. Just the way that this league works. No one's now. gone back to back. It's parody. It's you know there's a it's set up to where you can rebound year to year if you if you have a good draft or you get guys healthy again, you know you get a third place I would, play schedule you can you can bounce back. I would Next like year with the Packers. That's right. I would like to believe I'd like to believe that if the Cowboys had Ezekiel like the whole season we might have had a shot. I'd like to believe that. Yep. Because oh, things yeah. were, things were kind of rolling. Maybe maybe you maybe you're only one game behind Philadelphia. Hey, what did perfect what, line in my How Goodell stole Christmas poem I'm writing? Are you writing one? Can <laughs> read idea. that aloud on the show? Could have been playoff winners. Hey, remember what was it? Was it what the Chiefs said about the Cowboys after they won last game that Zeke played? So they're the best team in the NFL that we've seen. Yeah, and they played Philly. So that's where the Cowboys were before this happened. Yeah, the suspension started. So don't forget that this team looked like a contender. It did. That's brutal, man. I could have been a contender. Yeah. No, I know we were just looking at the Rocky guy over there, but it's a, it's a crazy week this week, and it will be very exciting. But hopefully, the Cowboys just take care of business on on Sunday, and yeah. we come back here on Monday celebrating Mickey's birthday with a win. Okay, we have another question. Last year on the show, Dak missing wide receivers down the field was a big observation. Does this year's film study show the same, or has he improved in that area? Missing receivers down the field? I think he's had to miss – he's made some misses on some tight window throws, but that's been difficult. That's on the receivers, too, for not really giving him any separation. You know, I, I, you, know you could put a lot of things on Dak. 
but you know, have they have they had to make a ton of downfield throws? I mean, does anybody watch any other quarterbacks? Oh, I, I mean, I do they? Yeah. How many? How many? I mean, what do you think a completion percentage is? What's down the field? 30, 40 yards, fifty yeah. yards? I think twenty-one over twenty. I think over twenty yards downfield. I mean, he completed Without, more than sixty percent of his passes as a rookie. Sure. Yeah, we've kind of forgotten that. Do you see? He had a hundred quarterback rating. Do you see as a rookie? Him, do you see him missing though tight window throws? Some tight window throws. Some tight window throws this year. And that uh, and that. But, but weird misses like. Yeah. When he, I keep saying this, when he misses on the move, I have a bigger concern about that because that's his bread and butter right there. His ability to throw to his left, though, is right. Like the pass that he throw, he rolls to his right, throws the ball back in the middle of the field to Terrence Williams, it's too high. He, he doesn't miss that pass. You know, the pass rolling to his left to Beasley on the sidelines, for, for those are too high. Those, those are the passes I don't see him miss often. But and see, we, I, think, I think when, when – when he misses those, it, it's not designed to be outside the pocket. Some of the boot, the, the sprints, the sprints, the boots. Yeah. I think he's still good at it. It's yeah. when he's getting flushed, yeah. which has happened more these last three or four weeks, and, and then you're trying to create something instead of run the play that I just, was called. I just go back to what uh, you know with what uh, Jim Schwartz, the defense coordinator in Philadelphia, said. He's one of the best quarterbacks throwing on the move I've ever seen. And Jim's had a long career. He's been in the league since 1992. So, I mean, he's to me, that's – if you want to say he's missed some downfield throws, I, I don't know how many downfield throws he's made where you're saying, oh, gosh, he missed that. I mean, I, I've seen throws. The ones on the move have been the ones that have the concern – that I have concern for. Mm-hmm. That's the ones I and, – And he missed some easy throws in the Redskins game early. And that just told me he's, he's pressing to try to make something happen because as these three and outs mount – I think it put some pressure on him to complete even the easy passes, and I think he was able to calm down a little bit. And some of that had to do with just running the football better. Yeah, more consistently. It just, it just makes his life so much easier. I, I wonder if they – they re, I mean, you study those first four possessions and see how he was uncharacteristically inaccurate. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. So maybe you start the game and just give him a couple of those, those smoke screens or some easy passes to – Get them calmed down. Yeah. Get them in rhythm. Get a couple completions, and it's like, hey, let's go. We don't need a 16-yard dig or anything. What like was that. the pass he threw to Witten? What game was that? That was the only pass that Witten caught. Was that Philadelphia? Seven yards. Was that like a little, like the little spot route he threw for seven yards? That's I think it was. Witten had one catch against. I think it was the Eagles for seven yards, and that was the only time. But that that's that's the kind of play. That you know, I remember Mike Holmgren would do that with Brett Favre because he'd be so amped up for the game. Just kind of let him settle yeah, in. Throw to Mark. Troy used to be that way. Yeah, throw to throw the throw to Mark Chimura for seven yards. Okay, now we're settling in. Mike was always trying to prevent the rocket ball that he would throw and it would go like seven rows deep. Like it was the rocket it was, ball. It was Philadelphia because they started yeah. off with the seven yard complete. Right, it was and then they second did, yeah. and three. Yeah, and then they ended up punting. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That give him give him the opportunity to have that kind of. Uh, you know, a start. Give him the cool curl to Dez, whatever you have to do. You know, the, the Giants are down secondary-wise. We understand that. They're, they don't have their guy. Just get him going early. If you want to throw the football, hit Witten early. You know, do something to kind of just get him in a little bit of a rhythm and start the game. Be good. Yeah. Well, let's take our third 
our second break, our final break of the day. You're adding breaks to this? What? I'm adding so many breaks because I'm getting so excited to have John Schmelk when we come back. Of course, he will be in the third segment, so stay with us. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.comslash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer near you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is Talking Cowboys. Once again, we're talking Papa John's pizza because we know why it tastes so great. When you have ingredients like that, Taylor, how can you go wrong? Never. The veggies, fresh, whole, never frozen, pepperoni, 100% pork and beef. And with ingredients like that, you have better pizza, you have Papa John's. And if we could, we'd send one to John Schmelt. Yes, we would. John, on the line. What's up, guys? And I bet you when we talked in early September, you didn't think we'd be having the conversation we'd be having today on December 7th. (laughs) No, no. I think we were like... And we're guessing you didn't bet that either. No, I did not. I think we asked you if Odell was going to play and what to know about this rookie, Evan Ingram. Yeah. And now we're asking you, how are you doing? Are you getting sleep this week? Uh, Now I am. And frankly, I think that's kind of why ownership decided to do what they did as early as... As they did, and look, you guys have been, you know, through this down in Dallas. Yes. When you go through a whole month of a year where, after every game, every question is about whether you're going to fire the head coach, it, it, it's impossible to function in that environment. So once ownership decided that they were going to make a change after the season, why not do it beforehand? And frankly, the last couple days, once you got past Monday, have actually been pretty normal because you know, look, this is the coach, this is the team. Let's go out there and try to win a football game. How do you think uh, the players have responded this week, John? I think they were all kind of surprised. I think a, a large portion of that locker room really did like Ben McAdoo, to be quite honest with you. Um, but I, I think they understand that 2-10. and They've been asked about it for a while. Um, practice, from what I understand, was uh, pretty good yesterday. They're out on the practice field right now. And I think the players have handled it as well as they could. 
the problem is, is that there's been so many guys hurt this year. They're running like half a team out there, which is kind of why they're in the situation they're in right now. You know, John, I mean, you know, the situation, though, and this is just me from the scouting perspective, with Jerry Reese, was Jerry Reese's sins due to really what happened with the Manning situation, or is this something that you felt like that ownership had just basically said, okay, we're tired of the offensive line questions, we're tired of this, tired of that, or, or was this really more about the Manning situation and how that was handled? You know, John Mara was very clear that the, Mara, the the Manning situation, excuse me, was not the reason this went down because, look, that was – I really think a bad product of organizational miscommunication where ownership was okay looking at the two other quarterbacks on the roster, but then how it got executed and, you know, John Mara not stepping in at the end, him not being in the building for two days. And I think all that um, made that situation look bad, but given the fact that they're all on board with the concept, that wasn't the reason this happened. I'm going to take you back. Uh, to two years ago when the Giants let go of Tom Coughlin. Right. And John Mara was asked about the roster. I'll give you a couple quotes because John Mara didn't want to say anything bad about Jerry Reese going out the door because, he, frankly, he's been here for more than 20 years. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, he, and, 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 and here are a couple of the quotes. Um, a question regarding personnel. He answered, look, I had numerous conversations with Jerry. We need to look where we have missed the boat on some of these things, where we can do better. Uh, are our standards too rigid? Do they have to change? The last couple of drafts have been more productive, but we had a few in there where we just haven't seen the production. Your core players are your third, fourth, and fifth-year players. If you look back at those draft classes, there's not a lot of them that are playing right now, and I think that's where the issue has been. The Giants have not gotten production out of their third, fourth, and fifth-round picks, and that's why they had to go out there and spend all the money in free agency last year because they haven't developed those mid-round draft picks into players. Hey, John, back to the Eli stuff that, that Brian mentioned, just – you know, we went through this a little bit, a different type circumstance with Tony Romo last year. Just can you tell us how kind of bizarre that situation was last year, how Eli's handling it, and do you feel like this could be a rallying point for the football team to kind of rally around Eli this week? I think I think they might, to be honest with you. Um, Eli handled it like a pro. Um, I think Tony Romo handled that whole thing last year like a pro, and I think Eli Banning did the exact same thing this year. Both guys were as great about what happened as possible. And I think the same way you guys saw Tony Romo very emotional mm-hmm. when he had his little press conference last year. Sure, yeah. uh, it, was the same, it was the same exact thing with Eli Manning this year. I mean, he was fighting back tears. It was that important to him to be quarterback of the New York Giants, the same way it was important for Tony Romo to be quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And well, I think what hurt Eli the most is that, and he basically said this, that they don't believe that I'm the guy that in the football too to try to win the entire football game. And that's what I've done here for 14 seasons. And for me to be told that that's not my job to do that this week, it was, it was hurtful for him. But I think it can be fixed. And I think there's no guarantee that Manning is here or not here next year. I think that'll be a conversation between the new general manager, ownership, and Manning. But, yeah, I think the team was thrilled to have him back in the huddle. The offensive line apparently all introduced themselves to Eli in the huddle at practice for the first time <laughs> yesterday when he was in with the first team. So I think the guys are having fun with it. Do you think the same uproar would have occurred if they had started Davis Webb instead of uh, Geno Smith? Um, I think Geno Smith's experience with the Jets and the perception of him in New York made the situation a lot worse, to be uh, quite honest with you. Uh-huh. Um, and I think even if uh, – and I think if you would have just presented it to Eli, and I think John Mara has said this, where we're going to start you 
if the game gets out of hand or if it's going really poorly on offense, we might put somebody else in. I think everything would have went okay, but that's not how it was presented. Yeah. Yeah. Now, John, this is kind of a lighthearted question to wrap it up. You know, I'm sure these guys might have a few more things, but the weather out there, you know, down here in Dallas, we're experiencing something cold, not nearly as cold as you guys get up there, but they're practicing outside today to simulate what they will be expecting in New York on Sunday, the 40 degree weather. How bad do you think it will be? Will you be in a t-shirt because you're so used to this? No, 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 no. There, there will be no T-shirt. It was actually pretty cold this morning. I actually had to put the winter hat for the first time this morning to walk the dog when I got up before <laughs> I came to work. So that's that's kind of a big deal up here. It was in like the low 30s. But 40 degrees, the sun will be out. It's a 1 o'clock game. If it was 4 o'clock, it'd be a little colder because the sun goes down. But 1 o'clock, 40 degrees, I call that football weather. So you said the Giants were practicing now. Are they indoors or outdoors? You know, Mickey, that's a really good question. I'm going to walk. Up, I'm, I'm going to walk because I just got off my show. I'm going to walk 15 feet outside my office here. I'm going to look outside, and right. the Giants are practicing outside. All right. Hey, John. What? What? You know, with all the things that have really gone wrong with the with the Giants season, you know, and we know they're a talented team. You know, when they're all there. What What is something that they're going to hang their hat on this weekend? What What is their hope? Uh, going into this game that, okay, hey, we can do this. We can find a way. If there's one thing that you can say the Giants have to do to win this football game, what would it be? I'm going to say run the ball, um, Brian. i got to be honest with you. And that's something that I think has been essential in all their games moving forward. Because once the Giants get into third and more than seven, I think it gets very hard for them to convert those types of situations because their outside receivers, Roger Lewis and Tavares King, right. um, are their fifth and sixth wide receivers. They're just not going to beat guys one-on-one that consistently. And now Sterling Shepard is the hamstring. He didn't practice yesterday. Uh, you know, hamstring for wide receivers are tricky. And then you have Evan Ingram, the rookie tight end. And so I think it's imperative for them to get into third and two and third and three and third and four uh, to sustain drives and get first downs. Now, they haven't been able to do that. They would like to, um, and especially with Sean Lee back this week, I think it's going to make it a lot difficult for them. But I really think it's essential for them to run the ball because if you have Demarcus Lawrence pinning his ears back on third and eight and they have a undrafted right tackle Chad Wheeler out there trying to block him, that is not a victory for success, which is why I think it's so important, by the way, that Justin Pugh does play this Sunday. He was limited in practice yesterday with the back. And I think uh, that'll probably come down to Sunday, a game-time decision to see if he's going to play. Great. Well, thank you so much, Sean. Always appreciate your time and wishing you the best week. And in light of it all, it was a crazy Monday for you, so appreciate you joining us today. I look forward to seeing uh, Mickey in his overcoat and puffer jacket when he tries to venture into the stadium on Sunday. Oh, yes, paper boy hat. And it sounds like I better bring a hat too, right? Yeah, I have no no, no doubt about it. All right, John, good to have you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. He really is the best. He really is. He is a friend of the show. Thank you so much for having him on today because he gave us a lot. He always does. I remember. I mean, and and, he's one of those great guys. The Giants too. They they kind of make you step up your game at the combine if you remember. Yeah. They got they got an impressive setup over there with all their. We had to get a banner and everything. It's because what they're doing over there. They're they're putting out some. Some good content. I know they're a, they're competition and stuff, but that that is a good group of people over there that do frenemies. The well, they do the same things that we do, and they and they really they they admire what we do, and I surely admire what they do as well. And you know what? The the, the best thing about it is 
he really loves what he does. Oh, sure tell, he does. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes it fun yeah. because because he's a straight shooter. He is and, a straight shooter. And, and he's he walked 15 feet for us. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. What was the biggest thing you guys took away from what he was telling you about what's going on up there? I think for me, we pointed out the injury situation with their wide receivers, a hamstring for for um, Sterling Shepard. All of a sudden now that's – he just mentioned there are two receivers that they're relying on other than the rookie, Evan Ingram, Tavares King, Roger Lewis. Can they get open for Eli Manning down the field? That's going to be a huge key for them. And then it goes back to that running game as well, which he yeah. brought up, which they've struggled running the ball this year. He's asking him to do something that they haven't been capable of doing. And that's run the ball. And, runs the, and that's run the football. Mm-hmm. Because he knows that if it gets in a situation where it turns into third and seven all day, then they're in trouble. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's where – the Cowboys' hope is, is can you choke the run? And we haven't seen the Giants have any consistency running the football. Mm-hmm. I said that. I've been making jokes about Sean Lee. He even said Sean Lee. You know, he brought up the name, Sean Lee making tackles, because he knows that second-level blocking has just not been there for him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, thanks, guys. Thank you, Mickey. And now let's get to Rob's Twitter poll, because I saw some interesting tweets, and people were, were a little bit confused about it. Were they? Well, I mean, I guess you could take it one of two ways. Your poll they were confused about? I guess. Or just One was like, hey, can't you just say all of them? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, above? I guess you can you can look at it from a different perspective. Because, they wanted to do some right ends. Yeah, there's ah. right ends are always welcome. The question was, which position has done the best job overcoming injuries slash suspensions on the Cowboys roster? Which position? And I gave four of them. Now, you can argue that a lot of these, they haven't done a great job. But let's talk about it. Let's spark some conversation. Cornerback, linebacker, obviously with Sean and Hitchens missing time. Offensive line, we've seen their injuries lately. Running back with Zeke suspended as well. Any of those stand out that you you think they've done a good job handling it? Or, hey, you can write none of the above if you want, Mick. Write it in. What, what was the first couple? Corner and linebacker. They have injuries at corner? Cheeto's been out most of the season. Yeah, well... You lost Nolan Carroll early, then you let him go. And you got Scandy. Scandy's hurt. And what was the next one? Linebacker. <laughs> well, that's certainly out. Oh my! You don't think they've handled the linebacker situation very well? well? I don't. I don't know if they handled it well. They didn't have anybody to handle it for them. I don't. It's think. a. It's a choice. It doesn't have to be your choice. Who are you thinking, Brian? So I'm asking. You're asking me which one they handled the best. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say this is going to sound weird because we've talked about this a bunch because we thought it was maybe a little bit of a problem, but the offensive line. Because they figured they, they moved, they took a gamble on Lyle Collins being a right tackle, and he looks like a right tackle. I mean, he's played, I mean, from the start of this training camp through training camp, there were some rough patches, but the fact that he didn't practice one snap last week and played the way he did against two pretty good rushers, I think says a lot about him. I don't think the right, excuse me, the left guard has totally crushed you in these games. Yeah. I think he hasn't been good at times. But is that the one that they've handled the best? I I have one. What you got? Uh, I'm going to say running back because if you believe it or not, the, in the NFL, the Cowboys still rank fourth in rushing. Obviously, Mickey has read you all the Zeke stats. A large part is because of him playing as many games as he was able to do before his suspension. But I think even with – obviously, there were a few games you're like, okay, they just can't get anything going here. 
Alfred Morris was able to have a solid game last week. And then, you know, of course, the up and down with Darren McFadden, he sent, has since retired. I think they did the best job with the running back. But that was the one that they knew they were going to have to. And that's kind of the genesis of this poll because we talked yesterday. Brian had all those questions for us about how they function without Zeke and is it better than you thought it would be. And I, I agree with Tay. I'd say running back, and that wins the poll 39%, followed by corner at 32%. I'm not surprised linebacker and offensive line, look, they were options. But, yeah, I mean, you saw Chaz Green struggle when he had to step in at O-line. Linebacker, they've been struggling without Sean most of the time in the run defense. So Yeah, but was the Lyle Co – I mean, so was the Chaz Green thing Chaz Green or was it coaching error? Well – you just put it all together. No, but I'm saying he was not good. We we understand that. Yeah. But for the overall, I mean, I I think they were just late to adjust. Well, they, and the or coach didn't adjust. I didn't adjust enough. at all. Enough. The coach the coach admitted that. It sounded like to me the coach put that put that one on the staff. So, I didn't vote. Shocking. I can tell. But if I vote now, cornerback may go over the top. My one vote might get to thirty five percent. Ooh. Do you believe that, though? Yes. Why? Because I don't think the cornerback position, that whatever, I mean, what injuries did they have? Awuzie? I just, I just named three of them for you. <laughs> Who else? Skandrick's hurt right now. Well, now we haven't, we he haven't dealt with he that missed, yet. He missed a game earlier in the season. Well, they won that. Okay. So I'm making your point. So my point is, cornerback, they handled the best. Nolan Carroll was their starter. He, he got hurt. Never, well, uh, Mickey, it counts. He was an never, injury. and they overcame it. He, that didn't hurt him. Okay, I'm. I'm these are these the poll questions are actually pretty good. Thanks. I like the debate. Thanks. He thinks they all suck. No, That's I didn't okay. say it sucks. Okay. I'm saying cornerback. That's my vote. You want to do the polls? You want to do it? I'm not supposed if to. If you say could figure it out, could you do the? Poll? No, no, you're fine. Go ahead. I was I not so, supposed so, to vote? No, no, you're voted. You're fine. The, the, what did you say, Tay? What was your vote for? The, I said running back. back. So we all had a different... We each had a different yeah. one. Yeah. What did you say, Rob? You said running, running back, back, too, yeah. 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 You, felt, you felt like they handled that situation the best. They knew about it the most. They, they were more aware that they needed to do something there. I agree. I think based on what we saw last week, of those other three options, I think they've run the ball pretty well. It's not Zeke, and we knew that. But we only once out of four games. It, it, they haven't been running it poorly. Hmm. No, they have 91 yards is not good enough. How many? 91. That's what he got. Chargers, right? Uh, or was that Eagles? There was a game where he still What's had What's been the run. biggest problem in the losses, though? I wouldn't Defense? Put, I wouldn't put the all, offense as a total. I wouldn't put it all in the running game. I Nine think, points. I mean, I understand what everybody's saying about the about the offense. I think we're I, I, I feel, 20 I'm kind, games. I'm kind of thinking about my talking about the offensive line. You know, I'm thinking about, was that right? Yeah. But I don't know. Well, I don't know if it was right or wrong. They, I, I don't think any of us disagreed that Chaz Green could be the backup swing tackle or the starting guard, by the way. Right. Coming out of training camp. We were all sold on that. See, the idea. And so were yeah, they. Yeah. So now you want to criticize them for being wrong. All right. They. I mean, I don't know how else you would have handled it after you made that decision. Were they wrong in playing Chaz Green at guard and not at tackle to start training camp? Did, did, did his development at tackle hurt by his playing guard in training camp, majority of the snaps? I think you could say that.
but then you didn't know who your guard was, and they weren't sold on Jonathan Cooper. And right. they were trying right? to get their five best guys, trying to get their five best guys on the field at the same time. They felt like he was the fifth best guy, so try him at guard. But I see the logic there in the back of their mind. They were worried about him being hurt. They they were still thinking. We're not sold on Byron Bell being the swing tackle. Right. And Chaz Green, what happens if he's our best guard and our best swing tackle? Now what do you do? Can I ask one more question, Tay? Please do. If you could give them one mulligan, if they could go back. Mulligan, and, golf talk. If they could, yeah, if they could go back and say this one thing, this one thing we would change to start the season, knowing what they know now, what do you think it would be? Free agency. Oh, I think, I think they would go all the way back there because, okay, no Stephen Paya, no Nolan Carroll. Yeah, but that was... That, and I'm just saying, if you could go all the way back... Paya didn't hurt them. Paya didn't hurt them, but what I'm saying is I wonder if well, they did he? done different... Did he? No, no, I'm asking that. Like, did he for not being there? You because know, you had to move, didn't? you had to move... It got David Irvin on the field. Yeah. But you had to move... It reshuffle a little bit. Malik but Collins went Dave, from three to But one. once David Irvin got on the field, that yeah. was what was going to happen anyway, right? Pio was so Pio. You would have benched Collins. What would you change if you had to go back? Time machine. I'm, I'm trying to think. I think I would have just gone in, back and said maybe I need to keep one of these defensive guys. And maybe, oh, Church or one of those. Yeah, guys? one. I, secondary. You no, know, and I don't know. Maybe it would even have been someone like, you know, your your homeboy Terrell McClain. Yeah. I don't know, but I think maybe they would have approached. But that's free agency. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. But you you, you said Nolan Carroll, then, but you meant free agency. Which I meant free agency it, as a whole. Got after as them a whole. Too. It's hard to change free agency when you have a limited amount of ammunition Absolutely. in free agency. Absolutely, I completely agree. I mean, you're you're bottom feeding with their <laughs> salary cap. It yes. wasn't like they they had all this money to spend, and they said, no, let's do it this way. So, they they could have maybe kept a guy or two that, that left though. They they could have. You could have tried to keep Barry Church. They felt like they could draft. They felt like the draft was deep enough. Did they you want to? Did you want to spend a four year deal on Barry Church? Well, and also I'm saying maybe they wouldn't have kept some of the guys they did. You know, they kept yeah. Darren McFadden for another one year contract. One year, obviously nothing, and we're getting close to the end of it. But you know, it's always fun to look back on that. I'm trying to think though what I would change. I know, and I, and I, but I like your, I like what you're saying. I like no. your agency. Yeah. Well, think about it. And There's maybe, Friday. Yeah. Maybe that's a good poll question for tomorrow. There Bob. we go. There it's we Friday. Go. It's Friday tomorrow. It's Friday. Well, great show, guys. There's Thank your you poll so question for joining us today. Same time, same place tomorrow. We get ready on a Friday. It's always turned up here. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!